Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Do you want me to ask you some questions? Go on, man. Is your hair receding? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. I'm Mark Schoffman, a freelance personal finance journalist, and I'm joined by my financial planner friend, Joshua Gersler, who runs an advisory business called The Orchard Practice. Hello. If you'd like to know a little bit more about us, you can check me out at www.cavendishcontent.com and josh at www.cavendishcontent.com topfs.co.uk. Each episode, we aim to give our perspective on the world of finance and money and discuss some of the issues that crop up in business as well as everyday life. We hope that you'll learn something from our podcast as well as have some fun too. Hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. I did want to start this podcast by talking about... um, the little things in life that I think make big differences because just before we came on air in in speech marks, brackets, or whatever they're called, I um, tried to put uh, the USB for my headphones and microphone into the computer and almost got it in first time. I mean, unbelievable. That, that's, I think, one of the best feelings when you get it, get it in first time. I wouldn't know, but I usually find with the USB, it, yeah. it's three times because you, you can't get it in the first time. So you think, I've yeah. got it wrong. You turn it. And yeah. then, oh, actually, I did have it right. I was just an idiot. And then you yeah. get it in the third time. And for anyone who thinks we're trying to make sexual innuendos there, we are. But also, there is a, you do get a very good feeling when, when the USB gets in. It's because it's very tricky. And I don't, I don't know why they don't make that port bigger so that you can do it without having to break your neck and look around the side of the back of a computer when you're trying to connect things am i um my holes on the front on this computer <laughs> bring back floppy disks that's what i say they were far much easier to get in yeah so mark you're looking a bit tired you don't sound like your usual jolly self what's happening i thought that was a jolly side it's been a, a tiring day so far because we recently got a dog we um started lockdown by getting a hot tub, almost sold our house, and now, in the latest cliche, have become dog owners. You've got a lockdown puppy. Lockdown puppy. Yeah. I had the uh, the privilege of meeting your puppy on the weekend. What, what do you want to share the name? His name is Gunner, after good, good the Gunners, Arsenal. Um, I tried to work out, actually, Arsenal have only won one game, one match, one or two, actually, matches since he's been born or since he's been with us. So he's not actually that good an omen. He's not good. And is he, for those watching this on with cameras, is he yeah. there to hold up to the camera? Well, not really. He's sleeping. I don't really want to disturb him, to be honest. Never wake lift. his sleeping dog. Exactly. No, I can't. Another time. I'll post a picture somewhere on the Instagram post. Fantastic. Instagram feed. He's a multi-pom, Maltese Pomeranian. Who are never I known like as, Maltesers, yeah. Yeah. Known as designer puppies. Yeah. We should do a show about pet insurance one day because, um, yeah, that's a bit of a, Con, <laughs> fair enough. Well, we'll get. I don't, it's not my area of expertise, so let's yeah. we'll get a guest on for that. Okay, there you go. So, what are we talk about today? Well, um, I thought we'd talk about something related to lockdown and the past year, and that is savings because um, we've spent a lot more time indoors due to restrictions on on what we can do and who we can see and where we can go because of this coronavirus mumbo jumbo. Uh, that has, of course, had its downsides. But for people 
who still manage to work and who have an income, there have been some positives because you've managed to hold on to more of your cash and get more savings because there haven't been as many opportunities to spend. So this episode is targeted at the fortunates, not the unfortunates. If you've lost your job, this one's not for you. No, but I mean, it could be for you because we're going to talk about savings and those who've built up a saving savings pots and what they should do now and what to do if you want to start saving. Okay. Because every little helps. Um, other slogans are available. It's so, good to talk. <laughs> I found some figures from the Office for National Statistics, which showed that last year, households saved a record £238 billion. Oof. That wasn't all in my savings account. Um, and that was obviously because there was less opportunity to spend their cash in cinemas and restaurants and pubs. And in fact, they had something called the household savings ratio, which is how much people save as a proportion of their household income. And that hit a record 16.3% last year, which doesn't actually seem like a lot, but um, in comparison, it was 6.8% in 2019. That's good. So people are putting away almost three times as much money as they were then. Yeah. Or... Could it be they're putting away the same amount of money, but their income's come down, so as a proportion, it's higher? I think it's the first thing. Okay. But there was also some Bank of England data that showed most of this money is going into easy access accounts. So on the one hand, people are saving more, but they're not necessarily putting it in... Not investing it. They're not investing it. They're not putting it in products paying the yeah the best, int- uh, in- best interest which suggests they may be keen to access it once they can spend their money again. So let's dig into that, I think. Okay, let's dig. Let's talk about you, because you're an advisor, a financial advisor, and you deal with people and their money. I do. What have you seen over the past year? Have people been coming to you with more cash saying, I want to save or invest more now that, now that I'm managing to put more aside? So when the COVID pandemic started kicking off, to sort of early uh, early 2020, I called uh, personally called all our clients to to reassure them, and I remember that. There you go, because you phoned me, and I tried I, to reject them. I'm cool. sorry, carry on. <laughs> and now I know your tricks, mm. and I try to encourage people. Well, firstly, don't panic, don't take your money out because this too shall pass. And I try to encourage people whilst things are. Uh, whilst it's a temporary decline, now's the time to put more, more money away if you can. Um, but not not a huge amount of people did that. I would say less than 50% put more in. But human nature is, is to be nervous. So yeah. I would say not many did. Um, and since then, I guess if you're asking about sort of over the last maybe six months, have people been putting more away? I don't think massively. I haven't seen it massively that people are investing a huge amount more. Why do you think that is? I think part of it is what you were saying. People are saving it. It's it's just staying in the bank. Mm-hmm. So I think we might see over the next six to 12 months, that money then, now they've built up more than they need. I think we might see when they get back to normal and start going to work again and holidays again, we might see them then deciding, right, I don't need all of that. I'm going to put it away now. So I think we might just be a bit a bit too early for us to to start seeing that. Also, I think what what a lot of people have started and not this is not necessarily our clients but just people in general have started to dabble in like 
uh, I used dabble as a polite way, speculating in cryptocurrency and things like that. So I reckon a lot of people who weren't doing anything have got, maybe have got the bug and are putting money into other areas. Sure, I think we should come on to that in a second, but should we also just clarify the difference between saving and investing? Yeah, go for it, go on. So saving, because as, as journalists, we often conflate these two, but saving is putting money essentially in cash savings accounts. So you could just get a savings product that pays you a fixed rate of interest or a cash ISA, whereas investing is putting it in into the stock market. So that could be through a stocks and shares ISA or just a general investment account. That reminds me, because I, I think we mentioned this in a previous podcast, because I remember hearing the word conflating, thinking it was uh, a good word. Yeah, that's why I would use it again. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it is interesting because, yeah, at the same time, and I think this has come over from America, people have been flocking to put some of their spare money into cryptocurrencies and alternative investments. And I think some of that is because, and I'm going to get a bit political here, okay. but, um, the US government gave everyone stimulus checks like, of about, well, I think it started at $1,200 and then was there were a couple of others. So all these young, all these teenagers, I think well, from age 18, people were given free money from the government. And for a lot of people, it helped if they'd had their income hit. But for a lot of people, they weren't necessarily, hadn't necessarily lost jobs and suddenly had this money and they thought, oh, I'm just going to invest it. And a few people got lucky and put money into a cryptocurrency that happened to go up in value, albeit maybe temporarily, and then got others to do it. And then some have fallen. And as we're speaking, what is it? It's May now, and um, Elon Musk has just crashed Bitcoin, the largest cryptocurrency, by 10% by saying his Tesla company won't take payments in that form. Oh, was that today? Yeah. Oh, so it's a vol- yeah, it's a volatile market, but people have been attracted to it because it's, they want to boost their income during these tough times. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I don't think we're, I, I guess this episode is, isn't focusing on on that, but it is a, a a gamble in the sense that you are speculating. You're putting all your eggs in one basket there on the basis that a lot of other people are babe money and you're hoping that yeah. you're going to do the same, but maybe not with, with all the uh, research and regulation that you would like. So a more sensible way that people have been doing it is putting in regulated products like savings accounts, or a stocks and shares. I said, what, what, how do you think people should start if they want to, if they do have to spend money, what is the best way to start saving? Or, or are you talking about saving or investing? I'm going to start with saving. Okay. So I would start with just your current account. So you, you get paid into your bank account each month. Should we pick a round number? How much do you want to get paid each month, Mark? Um, £2,000. Okay. So you get £2,000 into your bank account each month before you do anything else take a portion of that and move it into a savings account and the easiest way to do it is with the same bank so let's say uh for argument's sake 10 percent is a sensible amount to do your two grand comes in 200 pounds straight away goes into the savings account and the what reason about your bills so the reason you do that at the beginning the reason you pay yourself first is obviously you've got to make sure you've got enough money to pay your bills but if you wait till the end of the month, what happens is you'll pay your bills and you'll have your fun and you spend on whatever you want to spend on and you'll get to the end of the month and there'll be nothing left. So if you pay yourself first, 
your 200 pounds and assuming your bills are within the the remainder i don't know let's say a thousand pounds that leaves you with 800 pounds a month for fun okay okay so don't um save what is left after spending spend what is left after saving and you talked about putting money in a savings account with the same bank but what happens if there are better interest rates elsewhere so that was only you said as a starting point so i would just do that to get yourself going and and to get in the savings habit interest rates are so poor on banks or or on any accounts across the board you're not going to get a massive amount more by moving it around so just to get yourself started the key is to separate it if you are a bit more sophisticated and you can understand how to look at the different rates and compare it then yeah you don't have to do it with your bank do it with whoever's paying uh, the best rate to you and how should you decide whether to save or invest? I would suggest that um, it's very. It depends on your personal circumstances, but most people will need a pot of money, emergency money, which is usually in the form of savings, is in cash. So that's probably your starting point is savings. However, there is an argument to say just invest from day one because the best time to invest was yesterday. You know, the earlier you start, the better. But what if you want access to to that money sooner? Well, most investments, I guess it depends where you put it, but with most starter investments, like as it, basic investments, like a stocks and shares ISA, pretty much all of them are going to be instant access anyway. And what about those who have built up extra savings over the past year and it's sitting in these easy access accounts what, what would you say to someone now who may have more opportunity to go out and spend and, and wants to raid those accounts should they leave the money there or, or should they get spending to boost the economy let me chuck that one back here what do you think you like ask, answering questions don't I you? Do like, thank you I, when I, I look at the past year and the things we've done because obviously we have been lucky enough to keep working and get money coming in and we have made a few purchases like we bought a hot tub and a peloton talking about you and i not me no me and my my wife and i okay um and a puppy and i guess we couldn't have done that if we didn't have extra money coming in because i'm sure as hell i don't know how we're going to afford it um (laughs) so i think you should you still need to budget and we did look at that and we have obviously worked out if we can afford these things so you shouldn't be too tempted to just raid your savings just because it's there is my answer. Okay. But then there is this pressure because I feel bad now that all these restaurants and pubs have been closed for more than a year. I quite like having, I'd quite like to get out and have a drink and a meal. But you're not, it's not going to stop you going out, is it? You used to go out before lockdown. So yeah. you're not saying, right, I never went out before. Now I'm going out every night for dinner. No. How often did you go out? Once a week, once a fortnight, once a month? You know, you'll, you'll carry on doing that, I assume. But should I should I keep saving now at the same rate I was over the past year because I had more extra cash, or should I go back to pre-pandemic levels? So again, it's gonna it's a personal thing, dependent on your individual circumstances. But if you've got in a, a good saving or investing habit, I'd be encouraging you to try and carry on with that. And is there a certain amount you should save? And is there a point when you're saving a set amount and it could be invested better. better I'm not invested. sure I follow the question. Do you want to uh, if rephrase it for me? If you had a thousand pounds spare, are you better off saving or investing it? 
So let's assume your emergency cash needs are met already. So you've got three to six months worth of savings for emergencies. Then you get you invest that thousand pounds. And how do you decide where to invest? Well, either you you're asking what the most sensible way to do it is, or what are the different ways to decide? Because the, the, I'll answer it backwards. So the most sensible way I would say is you speak to a financial advisor or financial planner, who hopefully has done some research, knows what they're talking about and will advise you. And the, that advice is protected if they give you bad advice. But what are the other ways you could do it? You could read something in the paper mm-hmm. and get an idea from that. You could read articles online. You could put it in your mate's company. You could, we t- spoke about cryptocurrency. So there are loads of ways you could invest. If you want to know what the most sensible is, I've, I've given that one. So I'm running out of questions. Okay. Well, that's all right, Mark. You don't have to. Do you want me to ask you some questions? Go on, man. Is your hair receding? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way I have these headphones. Yeah, just the way these headphones are on. It's just my the head. headphones. Yeah, fair Thank enough. You. Are you finding that um, the type of things you're being asked to write about have changed since the sort of uh, easing of restrictions over the last few months in terms of money? I'm writing a lot more about cryptocurrency stuff. So the market does, well, hasn't, I don't think the market has shifted. I think there's concern in the market that a lot of people are looking for alternatives now because their incomes have been hit and interest rates have been so low. And there's a lot going on on social media with influencers sometimes foolishly pushing high risk investments. So yeah, I'm writing a lot about the risks of those sorts of things, which I definitely wasn't doing before. And you said that you've been saving more over the last year. How's, yeah. Have you felt having more savings? It has made me more comfortable to maybe kind of more extravagant purchases, purchases that we made, that I mentioned previously. Uh, but it has made me think that if it's in the right place, like if I'm putting it in the proper savings accounts or if I should invest more, and where that money should be invested. You should stop sort of postponing your annual planning meeting and then maybe you get some... some yeah, I know, I'm very, very busy. <laughs> but, um, and do you th- has it made you question the spending you were doing pre-lockdown? Like, Do you think you were... I, I'm not saying you were, but do you think you were wasting money on anything? Yeah, I think we worried about going out on weekends and have, um, entertaining our children and yeah, worrying about always being occupied. And now we're very much happy to be at home and find things that you can do for free and not, you don't always have to spend the money so and then you can put it to better use. So you were, were you worried about having to entertain or having to spend money on the entertaining? Both, but you're welcome anytime. <laughs> I wouldn't call Bring it entertaining. Food. Thank you. What about you? What about me? Have you been found? What's what have you doing? Have you got a windfall? What are you doing with all your money? Um, when you've got four kids, <laughs> it seems to still get spent. The food bill doesn't change. It probably goes up the food bill because you're at home all the time. There was no school lunches. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't really questioned um, what we were spending money on before. I, I think we are quite. Um, 
we, I don't feel we waste money. We're, we're comfortable. You know, we, we earn a decent living and we spend on what we want to spend on, but we're not, I wouldn't say we're overly extravagant, but it, I guess it's all relative, really. You ask someone else and they, they might think we live a luxurious lifestyle and I'll, someone else will tell me I live like, like a pauper. Senior haircut. Well, exactly. Yeah. Look, you've seen I'm in this bare, this bare bedroom. Indeed. Okay. You want to wrap it up there, Mark? I think so. That may be all we have time for. Okay. I think I put out a little uh, request a few weeks ago, a challenge, wasn't it? To try and get the reviews to match the number of episodes. I don't think anyone's left a review since then. No. So if anyone is still listening, that'd be great. Let us know you're, let us know you're there. Leave a review. Please. Otherwise, we'll just get lonely and start spending money on cryptocurrencies. We, will, we won't do that. Don't do that. See you soon. Please remember, anything discussed in this episode shouldn't be taken as financial advice. But if you do need support, feel free to contact us on Twitter. You can reach me at Mark Schoffman and Josh at Josh Gersler. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Please leave us a review on your podcasting app. That helps people find us and lets us know you're enjoying what you hear. So thank you for being in for a penny. penny.